In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Good morning, family. What does it mean to call someone a hypocrite? Somebody just said it. Say it out loud. Two faces. Very good. Very good. Today, Jesus uses the word hypocrite. I find it funny. We all like calling people hypocrites except ourselves, you know? Uh, But I think if we're honest, for real, if we're authentic and genuine, we can be real with ourselves and say that every single one of us have two faces. Every single human struggles having two faces. We all have two sides to us. There's the one face that really truly desires to love God, to serve God, to do good, to treat others well, and to do the right thing. Then if we're really honest with ourselves, we all have the other side of us or the other face that is attracted to doing bad things that gets some sort of satisfaction out of doing the wrong thing. That we get some sort of hit or high off of sin. Many of us, many of us, if we're real and honest with ourselves, we see ourselves wanting to do the right thing and we tell ourselves we're going to do the right thing and then that same day, we do the opposite of what we promised we would be doing. We fall kind of flat on our face. Does that make me a hypocrite, though? What's the difference between a hypocrite and a Christian? A real, genuine Christian, an honest Christian, is somebody who recognizes that they have and a broken, evil side, but wants to do good and is trying to do good. And a hypocrite is somebody who does not see that side of them, will not admit it, makes excuses and says, oh no, everybody else is a problem but me. And does nothing about it. That's the difference. I was with the students, uh, the CLC uh, youth group on on Thursday and I told them the story about St. Therese. St. Therese of Lisieux, 24 years old in the convent, young girl. This is a saint we're talking about. She really had a, a, a struggle with a particular nun. There was a sister in the convent that really just rubbed her the wrong way and she struggled with her. She actually, she describes that she had a, a, a distaste for this nun. She said every time this nun, even when she said the Our Father, it bothered me. <laughs> she said even when she prayed, she got on my nerves. There was something inside of me that just didn't sit well with this sister. She said inside of me, I didn't like her. But I never let her know it. I never let her see what was really going on inside. If we stop right there, this is where the teen said, but father, she's acting fake. She's being two-faced, they said to me. Right away, they stopped me. Father, she's being two-faced. 
What she did was, instead of allowing herself and treating her the way that she felt inside, she would always go up to her. Whenever they had time, free time, St. Therese would actually go and sit with this sister and she would smile at her and she would talk to her like she was her best friend. Actually, later on, after St. Therese died, that sister thought that her and St. Therese were best friends. <laughs> she had no idea how St. Therese really actually felt about her. But she never let her know it. She always smiled at her. She always treated her good. And one time, this sister actually turned up to her and she said, can I know why you're always nice to me? Can I know why you always smile at me? Can I know why you're, you're just like, every time you see me, you look happy? To that degree, St. Therese treated her with love. Now, we can look at this and say that, just like the teens, we can look at it and say, well, she's being hypocritical. She's being two-faced. But she's not. Because St. Therese recognized in herself this ingenuine, prideful part of her heart this this uncharitable part of her heart she recognized it she saw it in herself and she was honest about it she didn't try to put on a show she knew what was really going on in her heart but she she stepped on it she overcame it she didn't allow that part of her face that that second face to overcome her she allowed the face of Christ, the other side of her, the side of Christ that's inside of her to overcome her broken nature, her, her sinful nature. That, my brothers and sisters, is what we're all called to do. Because there is this battle between good and evil inside of all of us. There is a constant battle and, and both sides are fighting for us. The evil side of me wants to pull me down. The good side of me wants to lift me up to God. And we get stuck in this constant battle. When we recognize this battle and we see that part of us, we can get discouraged. And what the devil oftentimes likes to do is he tries to make us define ourselves with that broken part of us. Like, when we notice that we have a, a hard time with a particular thing, like, I struggle maybe with gossip, or I struggle with pride, or I struggle with greed, or I struggle with lust. Whatever it is, that part of us that we're struggling with, the devil wants us to think that that's all there is to us. To identify ourselves with that sin. But that's not who we are. Because you struggle with the sin, or because you have a, um, another side to you, right? The second face. That is not who we are. God wants us to know who we are. Because God knows that the reason why we do particular things, like being rude or gossiping about people, or struggling with greed, struggling with with honor, wanting, always wanting to be honored, which is really, these were the things that the Pharisees were doing. They were using religion to hide and to, to kind of dress themselves up. But really deep down inside, they were filled with greed. They were filled with pride. They just wanted to be honored. 
for all of us, we have that side of us. God knows that the reason why we go and do these things is not because we are greedy or because we are lustful or because we are bad. God knows that there's something inside of us that we're seeking something deeper. That's why the Pharisees were doing it. A person who always wants to be lifted up, if you really look deep down underneath that person, you'll see that that person probably was bullied in their life, probably made fun of for the way that they looked, didn't have very many friends. There's something deeper. There's always a deeper story going on. It's not just a matter of, oh, that person is two-faced. There's always something deeper. There's a wound there. There's a root to every single one of our actions. And that's what God sees. God sees that, that there's something broken here, and that's why this person is, is greedy. This person is insecure. That's why they constantly want to lift themselves up or talk about themselves. God sees underneath. So God doesn't see just the sinful part of us, that other side. God sees and he's working on the holy side of us. That we never should get discouraged because it's his love that needs to be the goal. His love needs to be my goal. And it's his love that the more I continue to come back to him, the more I continue to be with him, his love is what's going to overcome that, that part of me. He, his love is what's going to overcome the other part of me, not me. Yes, of course, I have to put work into it. I have to make an effort. So there are three steps, simple steps, to growing from being two-faced to having the face of Christ. To, be, to putting on a show or to putting on two, two parts. First, I need to recognize the ingenuine part of me. I have to recognize it. I have to, be, I have to admit it and say, you know what? There is this part of me. I cannot ignore it. I cannot make excuses for myself. Many people, we don't want to face it. We just want to make excuses and, and, and gaslight. Blame other people for it. No, no. Recognize it. Confess it to God and confess it to yourself. Then we need to trust. We need to trust that God loves me whether I struggle with this particular side or not. That his love is not conditional. We need to trust in God's mercy that God is not looking at me and going, well, I'm going to love you as soon as you stop doing this particular thing. I'm going to love you more when you can fix this other part of you. That's not God. God loves me unconditionally no matter what. Whether I struggle with the sin or whether I'm two-faced or whether I've, I've got two parts of me, he loves every single part of me. There's no condition for God. And we've always been taught, like, oh, you have to be good. Right? Like Jesus is going to be mad at you, so you better be good. We were always taught that. It's actually inaccurate. It's highly inaccurate. That when we do wrong, God doesn't turn away from us. God turns towards us. 
We need to trust in God's endless mercy. And then we need to just try. We need to try, just like St. Therese did, right? What she did was instead of doing what she was feeling inside, she did the opposite. Instead of treating this sister with contempt and being rude to her, she made the effort to love her with her will, not with her feeling. What God looks for is for us to just make an effort. We may not always be successful in making that effort. We may fail a thousand times. And God, he's not surprised by our failures. He's not counting how many times you failed in this particular area of your life. He's not going, oh, here's the 350th time that you've committed this sin. In our minds, we've done, we do that to ourselves. And we do that to other people. We take count of how many times people have failed with us and how many times we've failed. But God, he does not take account. What he looks at is the minute we decide to make a change, the minute we decide to make an effort to make a change, that's what he honors. So the minute you decide to get back up and go to confession, that's what God is looking at. Not at our sins. He's looking at that moment of us standing in line and going to confession. He looks at our effort, not at our success. So little by little, if we take these three steps, God is the one that's going to do the transformation inside of me. So that little by little, that other part of me, that, that second face, he will begin to transform into his face. And little by little, we become saints, not just from the outside, but truly from the inside. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit.